Hello, this is Hers to Tell, Season 1, Episode 3, on February 24th, and this is your host, Christine Anjard. Hers to Tell is a podcast that is for anyone who might be struggling with anxiety, maybe insecurity, or just someone who needs a boost of confidence. At Hers to Tell, we interview and bring together women who are willing to share their stories of struggles of overcoming adversity, which will lend advice to anyone who might be struggling with the same thing. Other topics will include attracting more positivity in your everyday life, advice from wellness coaches, and breathing techniques that will help you eliminate anxieties. Some of these tools and these advice from everyday women will truly help us to build a community that surrounds people with love and support. That being said, tonight we have Miss Corinne here. Corinne and I met about four years ago, and we met through a common friend in our choir through our church. Corinne, thanks for being here tonight. Thanks for having me on, Christine. I can't believe you've been in Colorado for four years. I know, that's crazy. Wow. I thought about it earlier, and I realized that once like, I crossed that four-year anniversary line, I will have been here the longest I've been anywhere as an adult. That's a really crazy realization. Congratulations on We're almost there. Being a Three veteran. months away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So where did you move here from? I moved here from Wichita, Kansas, where I was born and raised, um, with living with my family. Um, my mom and dad are divorced, have been since I was two years old. And I have two half-sisters on my mom's side, and I have a stepmom and two step-siblings on my dad's side. And so, grew up with all of them, uh, obviously not in the same household. Right. <laughs> um, and then when I, you know, graduated high school, I went to college at the University of Kansas. Go Jayhawks. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> you would say that. You're a K-State fan. <laughs> Um, So I went to school there for three years, graduated, and then I moved back to Wichita. Um, I found a job there in my field and worked there for three and a half years. And then I was laid off um, right on New Year's Eve. And uh, it was a little bit of a shock. Wasn't sure what I was going to do. So I started looking for jobs. Tried to stay in Wichita, but when I didn't find anything that was really um, looking good... I expanded my search and started looking more in like Kansas City and Missouri and all sorts of other places. And one of my friends had come out to Denver and she invited me to come out and visit since, you know, she knew I wasn't working. So she's like, hey, I have a spring break. Do you want to come visit? And so I did. And I was like, well, since I'm going to be in Denver, I might as well find some uh, job openings while I'm at it. And I did. And I actually got two different offers. And uh, now I work for a newspaper in Evergreen. Wow. And the rest is history. And the rest is history. So you started your search in Kansas City in Wichita. Is that because it was close to home and close to your family? Right, yeah. And basically, like, you know, I had my support system in Wichita. And I still had a lot of friends who were in the Lawrence and Kansas City area. So it seemed like a kind of a natural move for me to go if, if I couldn't stay in Wichita to at least go to Kansas City just because it's, you know, it's only about three hours drive from Wichita and Lawrence is very close by. It's about a 40 minute drive depending on where you are in Kansas City. And I had like friends and some distant family members there that 
I felt like, oh, if I moved there, it wouldn't be the, the worst thing. And, like, my family could come visit me on mm-hmm. a weekend and it wouldn't be a big deal. And then, of course, I moved out here and it just felt so far away. Yeah. I mean, it's like an eight-hour drive to Wichita from Denver. Oh, wow. But a pretty quick flight. Yeah, it's about an hour flight, but then you have to go to DIA, and who wants to go to DIA, right? <laughs> right. And also, air travel is just really expensive. And actually, side note, one time I did fly back to Wichita for my little sister's graduation, and our we were right over Wichita, and there was just this terrible like burst of wind or something that was going on. They couldn't land the plane. We ended up getting diverted to Oklahoma City, had to like just hang out there overnight because it was a like a one of the last flights out of DIA or something and so then we caught like a 5 a.m bus back to Wichita from Oklahoma City so since then I've not been inclined to fly (laughs) to Wichita anymore I'm like at this point I'll just drive oh wow then I don't have to worry about going to Oklahoma City for some reason yeah (laughs) that's fair Wow, that's quite the experience. So when you were considering moving here, when you got the job offer, did you console your family and seek their approval? Or was your head kind of like, this is the direction I'm going and I want to take it? I think my family, like there are probably mixed feelings. I think by that point, they just wanted me to get a job. Mm -hmm. Um, Although, again, the farther away it was, the harder it was going to be for me to move. And for them, you know, to not be able to just come out on, you know, just a regular weekend or just a day trip, you know, it's so much farther away. And to know, like, I was going even farther away and somewhere where, you know, it's not like other family members or friends lived. That's like, oh, we can just go, like, see everybody all at once sort of a thing. Like, we can with, you know, my relatives and friends in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they, yeah, it was, like, mixed feelings, I think. Like, uh, they knew, I knew this was where I was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And I think it just kind of took them a little bit of, we need to just let her do her own thing, mm-hmm. and hopefully this works out for her. Yeah. Are but, you the oldest? Yeah, I'm the oldest. So... My, I'm the only child of my mom and my dad, and then I have two younger half-sisters, and then I have two step-siblings, and they are both slightly younger than me. Okay. But yeah, I'm the oldest of everybody. And they all live in Wichita. Well, at the time, they all did. Um, my stepsister Emily, has actually moved here. Um, she moved here two years ago. Oh, wow. And so it's, it's getting to the point now where I think my dad and my stepmom are thinking about moving to Denver themselves. Just because it's like, well, two of their three kids are here. The third one kind of sort of wants to move too. So, you mm-hmm. know, we kind of want to be where the family is or where their kids are at least. So, mm-hmm. wow. and plus they've always loved Colorado. Who doesn't love Colorado? I know, though? right? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody likes the traffic though. Nobody likes the traffic anywhere. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but, okay, so you moved here and you had your headset on it and your family was very supportive so how many people did you know when you moved here I knew three people I knew a lady who had um kind of worked alongside me um that I met her through college I knew one guy he was 
from my high school, but we had taught a program together when I lived in Wichita after graduating. And then uh, my friend, who I came out here to visit when I did my interviews, um, I knew her from a different program that she and I taught together, also in Wichita. So I knew three people, and of the three, I have kept in touch with only one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Well, you know, life happens sometimes. People move. People get married. So Mm -hmm. it, it happens. Yeah. And when you moved here, I mean, there was obviously a period where you did keep in touch with them and you did have that connection, but tell me very a little briefly, bit. but yes. Okay. Very briefly. Yeah. Tell me a little about, little bit about the transition of moving here and making new friends or meeting here and just putting yourself out there. A lot of my like first connections were through work or through my roommate at the time. Um, I kind of got connected with her and like some of her friends, and so they would invite me out to trivia night or to go to a bar or something. And then I had my work friends, and you know, some of them have since left the company, but I've stayed in touch with them. And you know, eventually, like once I settled in at the church where we met at the cathedral in Denver, You know, I started to make more friends through choir, including yourself, um, and then our mutual friend, AJ and and Ruth. And so it just kind of like started, like there were just like little little pockets or little different organizations or things that I was involved in, work, church, home. And then I added like other little clubs or things that I did, hobbies. And eventually like, you know, over time, just like, step-by-step built this support network or support you know like support system I guess um Mm -hmm. that you know and yes people have since moved away or other people have come in like my stepsister has moved to Denver but um yeah it's just it's it's been a long time but it's like I'm finally starting to feel like I like this is where I live And it's not like, I'm just kind of here temporarily, like, no, like I live here, I'm invested in Colorado, I'm invested in Denver and Golden and Clear Creek County where I work. And, you know, I still love Wichita and I still love Kansas and my family and everyone there, but it's like, this is home Mm -hmm. now in some respects. Like Wichita will always be home for me, but this is more home now than it was when I first moved here Mm -hmm. you know after that first year I felt like I didn't really belong here and I didn't really belong in Kansas either you know it was kind of like I was an outsider a little bit like on the fringes of both you know because here people are like oh well you've only been here for a year like you're new and you know you somehow don't count it's like I pay taxes or whatever the same as everyone else but because I'm a transplant that's like the term here (laughs) Um, Yeah, because I'm a transplant and I just moved here from another state, I'm somehow discounted when you talk about the grander scheme of things. Um, And that's not everybody who does that, but some people, they're just kind of dismissive of these new people who are moving to Colorado just because the economy is better, the the lifestyle is better, Mm -hmm. the opportunities are better, at least for me. You know, that's why, you know, if I could have found a job in Wichita, I would have stayed there and... You know, people in Denver could have shut up about all these transplants moving to their to their city and their state. But the fact is, is 
it's a booming place and people want to be where the action is and where they feel like they can live a good life. Mm -hmm. And then when I went home, it was just, or when I went back to, you know, to visit my family, it was just like, I didn't really feel, felt, felt like I belonged there either because, you know, things would change and like businesses would close down and it's like oh that place is closed now like that's crazy and mm-hmm. you know like one by one like things just kind of fell away or new things were added and you know before I knew it you know I went home a couple weeks ago and it's driving around town it's like I don't even recognize some of it anymore yeah it's built up so much since I left mm-hmm. and my sisters when I when I left they were both still in high school and now they're both in college and mm-hmm. Go, you know, trying to coordinate like family plans is a hassle because we have to just be like, all right, who's working, who's in class, and like when can all four of us be in a room together and just hang out? Mm-hmm. It's a lot different now than it was then. Yeah, it's definitely a lot of logistics when some people are working and some people are in school. Right. And of course, you know, I can't expect them to put their lives on hold when I'm in town. Mm hmm. So, you know, I know they have to work. They have to go to school. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just different. Yeah. But now I feel like I'm immersed here. I'm like, this is my home. This is the community I'm invested in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I am I feel like I would like to think I'm as much a Coloradan as anybody. Right. I mean, I even got an all-wheel drive car recently. So. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm fully integrated in now, everyone. Perfect. <laughs> So you keep mentioning that, I mean, now you feel like Colorado's your home and you're settled and you're happy to be here and you have your support system, but I can't imagine you felt like that, you know, the first day you moved here, the first six months. So are there any tools or tips or experiences that helped you get to how you're feeling now? I think it's just You have to find a balance of the new and the familiar, I think. Um, And whatever that balance is, is probably going to differ for different people. So your mileage will vary. But for me, it was like, for instance, going to the cathedral for church. Because when I lived in Wichita, um, like after I had moved back from college, I lived with my mom for a couple years. And then I eventually moved out and got my own place in this neighborhood called Riverside. And I lived there for about a year and I went to the cathedral in Wichita for church and became integrated in with that community. And so coming into Colorado, I felt like, you know, going to the church that was just near my place in Golden, it's like, this just feels a little bit off. It just feels a little bit weird. But then when I went to the cathedral, it's like, oh, this feels a little bit better. This Mm -hmm. feels more like home, just because I had been used to that Mm -hmm. in Wichita. And then, of course, um, our friend AJ recruited me to be in the choir, and then (laughs) I just kind of stuck around for four years. (laughs) Um, But yeah, and, you know, finding, like, different things around Golden and Denver that it's like, oh, hey, like, you know, Sonic or Freddy's, like, restaurants and different little things to to go and do it's like oh yeah like I would go you know I found my taco shop in Wichita now I'm gonna find my taco shop here I'm gonna find that you know that really good pho place and whatever it is so I kind of had like 
new adventures to go on but at the same time like still kind of having like a routine as it were of something that was familiar mm-hmm. but it's like okay when it's a cold and rainy day and I just need something to just warm me up I'm gonna go to that Vietnamese place and I'm gonna go get some pho you know whether that's in Wichita or whether that's here in Denver mm-hmm. and you know the fact that this is such a beautiful area of the country and I could like just go on hikes like everywhere mm-hmm. you know it made for like okay cool like I get to go do something new today I get to explore a different part of the world I've never seen before and even still like four years later like yeah I have my kind of go-to places to go hike mm-hmm. but even still like seeing it in the different seasons seeing different you know different angles or different trails and the different parks so I mean there's there's just a lot to discover I think so yeah you just kind of have to find I think a balance of the familiar so whether that's um for me like I put my room together my bedroom almost exactly the same way that I did at my place in Wichita oh nice so it's like you know I have my bed here and I have my dresser there and I have you know, my TV is over here. Like I arranged everything almost exactly the same. So that kind of helped make it feel a little bit more homey. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you just find a balance that works for you. Yeah. Now you mentioned having a big support group like church and I go to church as well, but I'm curious to hear if you tried to connect with people from your alma mater if you, you know, tried to join an organization of KU grads in Colorado or Kansas folk from Colorado or if any of that <laughs> kind of crossed your mind. <laughs> I think I've thought about it at some point, And I know um, we've actually, both of us have gone to Stoney's, which is like the KU alumni bar here in Denver. Yeah, that, that wasn't was my, that wasn't my choice. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty fun. Um but yeah, I mean, I've gone there a couple of times, and it's nice to, like, be among fellow Kansas fans and to root for a team that you, you know, you like, you have a shared experience. Like, yeah, some people are from Kansas, some people just went to Kansas, and it is nice, like, when I work or when I'm just out and about and I run into somebody who has, like, a KU shirt on or something like that, and I'll just be like, oh, hey, rock chalk. Like, it's nice to bump into someone who is from Kansas or, you know, at least has that same experience. But I never really thought about joining a group like that, but that's definitely an avenue that people could take. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, yeah, not everyone goes to church. I recognize that. But there are definitely still things that you can do. Like you can find your local community center and you can take a sewing class or go, you know, do martial arts or join a climbing gym or something like that like there are plenty of things to do that you can then use as a jumping off point to meet people to build a support system or at least just to like have a routine that it's like yeah it's Thursday night this is when I go to my sewing class or it's Tuesday night this is when I go to my jujitsu class and I get to meet you know my people or we go to go open gym on Mondays Mm -hmm. whatever it is whatever works for you Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, church was a big thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good advice of having a routine. So I assume you do jujitsu then if you <laughs> recommended it. I don't. Uh, one of my friends, his son, he just enrolled his son in jujitsu. But I did taekwondo when I was um, in, like, middle school, going through high school and parts of college. Okay. Cool. So, yeah, and I built built up a good support group that way. But, 
Yeah, it's been a while. I need to get back into it. Yeah. One of these days. <laughs> Sounds like fun. And I know you mentioned rock climbing. I mean, I have so many friends out here who do rock climbing both indoors and outdoors. So I think that's just really good advice to find a routine, whether that's, you know, rock climbing Thursday or I'm going to go hiking every other Saturday or just get out there and do something mm-hmm. that you love, like, you know, stick to your... Or like, do something new. Just try it. Right. Maybe right. you'll it's like it. Good... Maybe you won't. Right. But you tried it. Yes. And it also, I think, gives you something to look forward to rather than, you know, you look back and you're like, oh, but I left all of this behind. Now it's like, oh, I have something new that I can do or I have something, like, to look forward to. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, like, you're just in the routine and you don't even think, you don't even necessarily think on what you are missing Mm -hmm. from, you know, wherever you lived previously. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's true, and that's a good point, because if you, you know, start something new, like, who's to say you would have done that if you were in Wichita, right? So. Exactly. Like, I, we can't really go hiking in Wichita, per se. <laughs> you can't hike to Sonic. <laughs> I mean, you could walk to Sonic, but that was another thing, is, like, I went walking around my neighborhood in Wichita all the time. Riverside is just such a beautiful place. Um, but then, you know, when I moved out here... It's like, yeah, you know, hiking every single day is a little exhausting and you can't do it in all kinds of weather and all kinds of different schedules of your day. So, mm-hmm. I mean, more often than not, I just walk around my neighborhood and it's like, who even, like, Riverside, like, what's that? Like, Golden's where it's at, baby. <laughs> Golden's where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> You're obviously very happy. I mean, there, there are definitely days, like, holidays that, that, that are really hard, um, you know, like to be away from family on days like that or when big, you know, dramatic or, you know, crisis kind of things happen, like deaths in the family or, you know, diagnosis or something, you know, it's definitely hard to be away and to, like, even just being in Kansas City, like, that's three hours. That's nothing to me now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, an eight-hour drive, that's like half the day is gone just driving back to Wichita and you know video chats or phone calls can only do so much mm-hmm. but it's definitely good to to get into a routine I think of calling people from home or from wherever you used to live if you still have friends and family there you know it's almost like become a schedule now that um I call my mom most Sundays like when I'm driving back from church Cause it's like a 20 minute drive from downtown Denver where the cathedral is to where I live in Golden. And so I'll call her and I'll be like, mom, guess what I'm doing? <laughs> She's like, oh, you're driving home from church. And I'll be like, wrong. I'm driving home from lunch <laughs> after I went to church. <laughs> I switched it up this week. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about that? mom? <laughs> <laughs> so, and then, uh, another one of my good friends, like he and I used to work together. And then when I got laid off, um, he and I just kept in touch and so now it's like to the point where twice a week like clockwork you know 4 15 or 4 30 rolls around and oh I get a call from my friend and you know we just get to talk for like 20 minutes while he's driving home so that's really nice yeah it, it makes the tra- it made the transition a lot easier because then I still felt like I was connected to my friends and family in Wichita and that they weren't so far away mm-hmm. while also still living my life here Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. 
Thank goodness for technology, right? I know. Do you imagine if this was like snail mail days? Like, oh, I gotta go send a telegram to my mother. Tell her <laughs> I'm leaving church. I'm driving home. Oh wait, driving home in my carriage. <laughs> oh, that would be something. Mm-hmm. Have you ever um, thought about moving back to Wichita? I've thought about it. I think if I did, I would really miss Colorado. I would miss, like I said, the very active lifestyle and like the different opportunities to explore and to just just live a very active life because I feel like Wichita, the lifestyle there is very sedentary and it's just kind of like, oh, you come home from work and you do some stuff around the house and then you just watch Netflix and that's it. Like, yeah, maybe mm-hmm. some people go running or some people go do taekwondo <laughs> or go swim at the YMCA, but... Um, <laughs> you know you don't I like being in this routine where it's like coming home after work I just go for like a quick hour-long hike you know at the literal like mountain near my house Mm -hmm. well it's not a mountain but they call it a mountain it's more like a plateau (laughs) a hilltop a hilltop whatever (laughs) same thing it's nice to to have that opportunity Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, yeah, walking around in the neighborhood. And then I, like, take a photo and it's like, oh, hey, it's like a beautiful, like, hilltop mm-hmm. covered in snow. <laughs> Looks like the planet Hoth from Star Wars. <laughs> that sounds pretty great. Oh, it's beautiful. I love living here. And like I said, I, I would definitely miss it if I moved back. Mm-hmm. But there are pros and cons to everything. Right. Well, it sounds like you've really found your place here and you've found a great support system, but also keep close ties to your home, which is really great. Yeah, and that's another thing. Like, I think if I moved away, I would miss my friends that I've made here, my support system that I have here, that instead of calling my friend in Kansas, I would be calling my friends in Colorado, like, I miss you guys so much. I'm coming out for vacation soon. Yeah. Um, and I also recognize that, you know, the even if like tomorrow, you know, my I got laid off and I had to move back to Kansas, um, I recognize like the Wichita I would be moving back to is different than the one I left. Mm-hmm. My, you know, the family dynamics have changed in my group and some of my friends have moved away since I left. And, you know, like they've gotten married or they went and they took a different job somewhere, just like I did. And, you know, the city, I feel like, has changed in some ways. Not necessarily for the better or for the worse, but it's just changed. And if I went back, I realized it wouldn't be the same Wichita that I remember. Mm-hmm. So, sorry, I kind of stole that idea. Um, my friend Jerry and I, we watched this mini series, and it was about this woman who moves from the south of England to the north of England and then kind of back to the south and she realizes like she can never go back to this kind of idyllic um version of her childhood that she remembers you know like before all the tragedy that happened in her family mm-hmm. she's like try as me we might happy as we were we can't go back yeah so I mean and I, I definitely did that with you know, when I moved to Wichita after I graduated and, you know, I always kind of looked back on like, oh yeah, my college days in Lawrence, like those were the best. And, 
you know, now I'm like, oh, those days in Wichita, those were the best. And, you know, whatever the next step in life is, I'll be like, oh, yeah, living in Golden in that apartment, that was the best. Mm -hmm. It's definitely good to reminisce about the good times and, you know, the experiences that you had with your family and everything, like you mentioned, in every place that you've been in your life. It's really, really good and really important to look back on those positive experiences. Yeah, definitely. But I think sometimes when you only look back on the good, like you don't remember the bad things, then you start to build this idyllic version in your head Mm -hmm. that will make you miss it more than you did when you were there, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So like you'll only remember the positives, you won't remember the negatives. Or, you know, like my place in Riverside, like I had a bunch of spiders running around and it's like... Yeah, I'll only remember, like, how awesome it was to live in that neighborhood. I'll never remember the spider problem that I had or the terrible insulation in my house. Right. I have so many blankets. (laughs) My house was so terribly insulated. So it sounds like you need a good balance then. Yes. Definitely, like, reflect on the blessings that you had wherever you previously lived, but also don't forget the blessings that you've been given in this new place, in this new place, um, this new time in your life. Mm -hmm. And hopefully, you know, find those avenues, those organizations or things to do that help you build a support system and, uh, and then, you know, make connections with people. Mm -hmm. Love that. Well, thanks for all of your great advice. Oh, I'm still figuring it out myself. I hope it helps some people, but I mean, I'm definitely not an expert, so your mileage will will vary. (laughs) (laughs) Well, either way, I'm so glad you're here, and I have asked all interviewees this question, so I'll ask you this one, too. Okay. What is one small thing you think we can do to make the world a better place? I would say be realistic be honest with yourself when you make plans with other people keep people updated don't leave them in the lurch i think just be respectful of their time of your time and just learn what where your limits are and be honest Mm -hmm. when it's like yeah maybe i don't want to hang out with my friend for three hours after i've worked an 18 hour shift or something like that or maybe you can say yeah like i'll come but I really need to leave, like, after an hour. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry, it's been a long day. I really do want to see you, but I can only hang out for an hour. Know your limits, mm-hmm. and just don't leave people hanging. Mm-hmm. So being true to yourself while also respecting your boundaries. Yes. And the boundaries of others. Yes. Yeah. Other people's time. Mm-hmm. I like it. Well, thanks for that advice as well. And my last question to you is if people listen to your story and maybe they're also from Kansas or maybe they're... I would love to talk to you if you are. Yeah. Even if you're not, I would love to talk to you anyway. Even if they're a K-State grad? Even if they're... I'm talking to you right now, aren't I? (laughs) Yes. Um, So if people heard your story and uh, want to learn more and want to reach out, how do people reach you? The best way is probably to email me. So my email address is C Westman, so C W E S T E M as in Mary, A N as in Nancy, at gmail.com. Perfect. 
and you're on Facebook as well. I am. People can, I think they can find me and they can send me a message. Mm-hmm. Email me. Whatever works. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you being here. Thank you, Christine, for having me on. Good luck with the rest of your episodes. Thank you so much. And thank you uh, again to all the supporters out there. I've just been so blessed having a great audience and to Corinne's point as well, a great support system of people who have really appreciated this podcast or just this mission. So thank you all so much. And I hope you have a great rest of your week. Take care.